Hello all, welcome to the first episode of Education with Matt. Now today we'll be discussing some interesting topics to do with education in the year 2020 um, and how we should be managing ICT in the classroom. Um, so basically a, a short summary of, of what ICT is, um, is information communication technology. So the use of computers and iPads and other types of technology um, in the classroom specifically. Um, so first we'll start off with a, a question from one of one of the emailers. Uh, we've got, what do you think, Matt? Should ICT be used in the classroom? So it's a good question, but it's it's very broad. Um, there are places for it to be used in the classroom, and there are times where it, it might not be appropriate. Um, so firstly, we should probably look at exactly what it is. Um, the direct meaning of it has changed a little bit over time. Um, most recently, there's been a shift towards specifying what is technology and what is information technology uh, with the rise of like design technologies and things of, of that nature um, it has made for a slight differentiation in the curriculum between those fields which used to be seen as one um, so now information technology is very much your computers your uh, tablets your smart whiteboards and things like that um, so in a classroom, we can use ICT in a lot of ways um, and whether it's good or bad primarily usually depends on the teacher themselves um, and how they're implementing that. Um, we've got another question here uh, from another user. We've got, uh, so picture your future classroom. Are you using ICT and why or why not? That's a, that's a good one. Um, so look, I think given that we're in the year 2020, to exclude technology from the classroom uh, is probably counterproductive. Uh, I don't think it's as useful as students would like to think it is. It can sometimes be a bit distracting. Um, and there are certain subjects where it may be unnecessary for, that, for it to be included. Um, specifically PE, um, there's probably, especially in the early years, there's not a whole lot of need for ICT in that area. Um, but even if you look at somewhere like maths, traditionally you wouldn't think there's a lot of ICT within the mathematics area. Um, but even just the use of calculators um, or any form of technology like that is, is definitely useful in terms of uh, creating that, that understanding for the students. Uh, so it can be very useful. Um, if you're doing an inquiry unit with a group of students, um, it can be quite helpful in terms of if you've got a classroom who's all doing an assignment or an inquiry unit on World War II and you send 25 kids off to the library um, and ask them to get a book, they're probably not going to have a lot of success. So if you're trying to streamline what you're doing in your classroom, uh, it can definitely help to use ICT. So you set those 25 kids and say, look, you're gonna have to go to a website to find this information. Um, here are some that we would recommend, but you're welcome to do your own research. That is probably more practical um, than all of them trying to get uh, a book at the same time, um, just because they can all sort of use their own computers. If, if that's possible, there are actually schools where that might not be fully available, but if it is possible, then it, it's much more practical. Um, but in that itself, it raises a good point, which is how much we can trust the information that is online. So if you have a classroom um, and you say to them, find the population in the state of California, for example, uh, you might have three different students go to three different websites and they all come back with completely different information. Like they'd probably be similar around, around the same margin, um, but it can possibly be different and especially when students are using things like Wikipedia um, it might not be accurate information so one of the main things that we need to be teaching kids 
is how to access that information um, and make sure that it's correct. Um, so to ensure they're using uh, .org websites or uh, verifying information over a couple of different sources um, so that we know that they're not just Googling the first thing that they can find and getting the information from there. Um, it is probably front of mind that we need to make sure that when kids are first being introduced to ICT, um, that they're learning how to find the most accurate information. So thanks for that one. Uh, we've got a, a new email just come through here. Um, what does the research say in terms of ICT in the classroom? It, like a lot of topics, the, the research is quite varied. So um, there are some studies that are, are very much pro-ICT and there are some that debate that it's a, a distraction and not overall that useful. Um, but the common denominator from, from my reading has been that it depends how it's implemented in the classroom. So it's not specifically a good or a bad thing. Um, it's just to do with how the student is able to use that technology and how the teacher is able to assist them with it. Um, so there's a reading of Churchill um, in the Teaching Making a Difference book uh, where they were talking about the need to ensure that ICT is used to develop students' knowledge um, and that the successful implementation of ICT uh, can lead to deeper learning opportunities. Um, so if you're doing a specific task that doesn't involve ICT, um, the idea from Churchill would be that if you're using ICT correctly in that classroom, um, you can further develop the, the knowledge of those students uh, by giving them uh, exposure to different websites, different forms of information, um, and letting them really unpack that learning. Um, so yeah, that's, that seems to be really good from, from there. Um, there was another one from Morgan uh, where they were talking about the, the qualities of interactive whiteboards in the classroom. Um, so these weren't around when, when I was at school, but now they seem to be just about everywhere. Um, and Morgan was talking about just how they use them for collaborative learning and giving a whole class the opportunity to, to see what's going on. Um, previously with whiteboards, it was very much teacher writes up the front, children do their work uh, at their desks, but now it seems to be very much even a student who's on their desk uh, might upload something on their laptop to the to Google Drive that'll come up on the screen on the smart whiteboard and then the teacher can open it, edit it and, and things like that. So uh, those seem to be quite useful. Um, and yeah, Morgan talked a lot about those. There was one study that I was reading about. Uh, so it was a, a group of six to 10 year olds in Portugal. Um, it's from the, the book ICT and Education um, by Marcelino. Um, so basically what they were trying to do was test the capabilities and strength of younger students when it came to literacy education and ICT. Um, so the kids were required to create a piece of text, a piece of literacy, and they would create that on a, a digital platform. Um, and from that research, it seemed quite clear that the students were, were very engaged. Um, it allowed them to be sent instructions the evening before. So that if you, if you did it the opposite way, if that morning the teacher gave the instructions what they were doing for that day, um, it can be quite easily lost in translation. Kids might not wanna ask to clarify some of those questions. Um, so it was really good. They had that email to them. They accessed it first thing in the morning. They could reference that the whole way through. Um, and then they could work on their project. Um, and according to this research, it was, it was very favorable about using ICT in the classrooms. Um, however, it kind of concluded that it can't be a one size fits all response um, because especially when they're looking in Portugal in the low SES areas, there wasn't access to specific types of technology um, and they didn't want to disadvantage students who don't have access to that, those types of materials. Um, we've got another one here from 
another user. Um, did you notice the use of ICT in your community engagement at all? Um, I, I did a little bit. We were only there for a, a couple of weeks and a lot of the, the tasks that we were doing weren't ICT related. Um, but then it, it's hard to tell when you're not in the, the sort of nine to three aspect of the classroom because they're doing their homework. So um, the things that they do with, with those forums might not be, be that visible. Um, and the second part of the question is, it's pretty topical at the moment, given that schools are looking at remote learning. Uh, is it possible going forward uh, to have remote learning in the future? And look, to that one, I'd say, I think it is possible, but I don't think it's practical. So we're probably seeing at the moment the negatives of remote learning. Um, so from, from what I've heard, students are feeling quite isolated. Um, and especially in the younger years, if they're left in charge of their own learning, um, parents might be at work or what have you, um, the students aren't being able to be disciplined and strict enough to, to stick on task, and especially in the early years. If you've got a five-year-old prep student, um, having them in a physical classroom with a teacher who can monitor their behaviour um, and keep them on task and have that relationship with them um, is much more important and useful uh, than a child staring at a screen all day. So while it may be possible going forward, uh, I, I don't think it's, it's the best thing that we have. And I think there's still a real value in classrooms uh, in that setting. So that was all the questions for today. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, I thank you very much for your time. Um, and we'll, we'll see you next week uh, on Talking Education with Matt. Thank you.